as a single woman who's in her late 30s, I've really come to appreciate the various types of intimacy that exist that can live in many of the relationships that you have in life. Yeah. It's not just, you know, when I was a teenager, you think intimacy means sex, right? (laughs) And then you grow up and you realize, oh, wow, you can have, you know, intimacy in all sorts of forms, emotional intimacy with your best friends and your sisters and your anyone that you're close to. Absolutely. And physical intimacy, which could be sex, but it can also be things like a pat on the back or Mm -hmm. having a really deep, meaningful hug with Mm -hmm. a friend. That is intimacy as well. And it's not something that you'll necessarily be able to share with anyone. And so having those connections is so important. Cuddling on the couch too. Welcome to the Women Rewriting the Rules podcast, a production by Gush Living. I'm your host, Sumi. And I'm your host, Ashley. And this is where modern women gather to navigate our way through the maze of personal, financial, and emotional challenges, create confidence in our independence, take control of our finances, and achieve ambitious goals, all while loving the life we're currently living. But before we get into the content for today, we want to share something really exciting with you. We are offering a really fun incentive for our day ones, our founding listeners, to help us get this content into the ears of other women who could benefit from it. So if you love this content and you show us your love, we want to pamper you by offering you our very first giveaway, which is a spa day at the Four Seasons Hotel. So if you want a chance to win, there are just three simple steps you can take to get entered. First things first, go ahead and follow this podcast on your podcast app of choice. Next, you're going to write us a short review with a five-star rating. And third, go ahead and share your review on your IG story and tag us at Gush Living. It's really that easy. And once you tag us, we'll pick one lucky winner on January 1st. So get your reviews and shares in now. Let's start the show. So holidays are still here. It's the holiday season of women rewriting the rules. And today we're going to dive into conversation around building deeper connections with your loved ones. It's been a really interesting journey for me as I've tried to deepen the level of intimacy in my life in so many ways, because we often think of intimacy as what you would have with a romantic partner. But as a single woman who's in her late thirties, I've really come to appreciate the various types of intimacy that exist that can live in many of the relationships that you have in life. Yeah. It's not just, you know, when I was a teenager, you think intimacy means sex, right? (laughs) And then you grow up and you realize, oh, wow, you can have, you know, intimacy in all sorts of forms, emotional intimacy with your best friends and your sisters and your anyone that you're close to. Absolutely. And physical intimacy, which could be sex, but it can also be things like a pat on the back or Mm -hmm. having a really deep, meaningful hug with Mm -hmm. a friend. That is intimacy as well. And it's not something that 
you'll necessarily be able to share with anyone. And so having those connections is so important. Cuddling on the couch too. That yes. We all love a good cuddle. A good cuddle <laughs> and a good blanket with mm. a hot cup of tea <laughs> is so nice. There's also intellectual intimacy. So what is the depth of conversation that you can have with the people in your life on a variety of different topics? Can you have those conversations that go beyond the surface and into being vulnerable and sharing your innermost thoughts and being open and honest in your views and how you look at things. I love that you said that word depth. And I think that's really the the meaning of intimacy is how deep can you go, you know, in all aspects of your life and figuring out how to go deeper. So there's also experiential intimacy, um, which, you know, is when you're having, when you're hiking in nature, you know, do you, are you in your head and thinking about what you said yesterday that you, oh, I could have said it this way or that way, or are you actually experiencing that beauty and taking in the awe of nature and the sunsets and the trees blowing in the wind and the leaves on the ground? Yeah. I, experiential intimacy has really been a big part of my life, I realize, with a lot of my friends and family. Like my mom and I, every holiday, we'll pick a movie and we go to the movies. And it's the experience of the popcorn. And one year we ended up at the wrong theater and had already bought our popcorn and then snuck popcorn into the new theater. Um, you know, those experiences that we have with our loved ones are so important. And then there's also spiritual intimacy. So whether you're a person of faith, whatever that faith may be, or even if your faith is more personal and you're working on that or building that or exploring that for yourself, it's beyond this human body, physical Mm -hmm. body that we're in. um, How are you connected to spirit? Could be ancestors, could be the spirit of nature, And do you have connections with the people in your life around spirituality beyond just our own human form? Yeah, getting outside, thinking about just you and instead thinking about something greater than you um, is definitely life-changing and a form of intimacy. Absolutely. So in your experience, Sumi, how have you been able to cultivate deeper intimacy with your friends and your family, especially during the holiday season, because I know you have three sisters and your family um, is a bit of a ways away. And Mm -hmm. so how are you really able to deepen some of those connections? Yeah. So I have been thinking about this a lot recently, and I don't know if, um, Y'all listening are familiar with um, Priya Parker, and she has her her she has a book out, best best selling book called The Art of Gathering. And you know, I, I read that a few years ago, and I started thinking about how she talks a lot about how can you set up your environment in a way that promotes and leads itself to greater intimacy in your connections. So that really started getting me thinking because it's, you know, we've all been to the Christmas party or the Friendsgiving or the gathering that it's like you want to have a good time and you want to connect and we're all, we're social creatures. We all want to connect. But how many times have you been to one of these parties or gatherings and you wanted to have a good time and you wanted to feel something, but you just kind of 
you were bored. Oh, that's or been you just, me. Yeah. Or you just had meh conversation or it was just kind of like you found yourself like running to the drinks to fill up because you're awkward. Or you're like looking up at the ceiling, you know? <laughs> yes. And it's, it's honestly the craziest feeling. And maybe some of you listening have felt this before to be in a room full of people and still feel so alone. Uh-huh. And right. you're, you're surrounded by people who are talking about different things. And there's just something that feels superficial about it all. Mm. And it's not connecting. Yeah, absolutely. And I know when I'm in those situations, I get really self-conscious and awkward. And I just want to get out of there as fast as I can. So, you know, in this work and her in Priya Parker's work, The Art of Gathering, she talks about creative ways. And this is one of my tips for everybody listening that you can implement this holiday season. Creative ways to actually gather people um, instead of just inviting everyone you know over to your house or inviting all your family members over for a, you know, whatever, for, for a meal. Think about gathering specific people over a specific need that you have. Okay, so she, um, I like, I have an example from my life. Um, when I'm when I'm home, you know, and I mentioned this in our last episode, I don't have any kids, but I love hanging out with my nieces and nephews. Like they, it, it, it gives me so much joy to be around the kids, you know. So I'll oftentimes like just be like, hey, let me take all the kids. I have nine nieces and nephews. Oh my right? god! And so I'll gather. And this is kind of informal gathering. Like, I don't think about it as like, quote unquote, gathering. But it's like, hey, all the kids, how about I take you all out and we do something fun together? Whether oh, that's like, that. go, you know, one one year, I think last year, like we all went and got some ice cream with their somiyanti, you know? And it was like, it was so sweet because then it was like, I wasn't, they weren't just one, the kids weren't just one of 50 dinner guests at a large chaotic gathering that they would have been playing with themselves in the basement and I wouldn't have gotten any time to connect with them, right? And so instead I was like, wait, wait, wait. I figured out what my need was. My desire was to spend more time specifically with the kids and get to play with them and get to talk to them about what's going on in their life. So I created a gathering around that. Oh, that's really beautiful. And I'm sure for them, probably just the best memories ever of getting to feel special with their Sumi auntie and going to do special things with her that will just stay in their minds forever. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I realized I said Sumi auntie and they call me Sumi Chitti and Sumi Perima. And again, I was trying to whitewash my language. (laughs) Well, thank you for correcting it because we don't need whitewash around here at all. So that's um, that's one tip I would share with with people listening. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. What about you? How do you think about creating greater intimacy? Yeah, I think for me, that's definitely shifted over the past couple of years. So I've had some really interesting conversations with my mom, who I love. She's the most phenomenal woman on the planet, but. I realized that a lot of times when I would come home for the holidays, there would be this awkward, unspoken passive aggressiveness or anger. Like for a while, I couldn't really put my finger on exactly what it was, but you know, I have my own perspective. And so for me, I felt like I'm traveling, I'm booking a flight, I'm renting a car, I'm doing all of these things to come be home with family. And 
I got to a point where I'm like, I know my mom loves me. I know she wants me to be here, but there's some tension where I feel like she doesn't want me to be here. And so mm, I actually- That must have been really hard to feel that. Yeah. Well, I said it to her, okay. which I'm black. You don't say shit like that to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not something that you're- What did you say? Supposed to express. I said, sometimes I feel like you don't want me to be here. Yeah. Like I just went- direct and straight to it. And there was some buildup before we got to that point in the conversation where I opened the door for her to tell me how she was feeling, tell me what she was thinking. And after just kind of having conversation and skirting around things for a bit, I finally blurted that out, which was the truth of how I felt. I knew it wasn't true, but it was how I felt And I was trying to sugarcoat it and find soft ways around it and to ask certain questions around it. And then when I finally just came out and said it, she was very taken aback and confused. But then she expressed to me that she felt like I didn't want to be there because I was always running off to see my friends when I was home for the holidays. And there were things that I was doing unintentionally, completely unaware that we're making her feel some type of way as well. And so saying the thing that I was not supposed to say actually ended up being the thing that gave us an opportunity to both just let out our authentic truth Mm -hmm. and to be really honest with each other and to build an even deeper connection. Because once we were both able to share what we needed to share our relationship got a million billion times better. It was already a good relationship, yeah. but we just had that additional level of depth. I love in, that so much. You know, even though you're my mom and you're my elder, I look up to you, I respect you. I still, as your child, have to be able to just tell you exactly what I'm thinking. I'm so glad she was able to hold that and have that conversation with you and yeah. not shut down or get defensive. Oh, she did that first. Okay. okay. <laughs> don't, don't be fooled. Okay. She definitely did that first. So, I mean, I think for me, like my number one tip would be just say the thing you're not supposed to say if you're wanting more depth in your relationships and as you're spending time with people around the holidays. Mm-hmm. But then the second tip that I would give would be hold space for the discomfort that sometimes comes when you're trying to build intimacy and it's a new thing and you're not comfortable with it. The other person's not comfortable with it. Sometimes the best thing you can do is open the door and then hold the space and hold on to hope, which may sound cheesy, but hold on to hope that in that space, intimacy can grow and know that you have to meet people where they are. You have to have some awareness of the level of intimacy that the person you're wanting to connect with may be used to and like what's their benchmark for intimacy. And it's possible to get beyond that. But a lot of times that is going to require you just being there, being mellow, not having super heavy expectations, don't make shit weird, like just hold the space and then allow them to step into it on their own terms. I love that. It's like if if they're 
level of intimacy or ability for depth is like at a five, you can maybe push them through your, you know, statements or your honest, uh, you know, radically honest statements or, you know, to maybe like a six, but you can't expect to push them to a 90 and have them like be able to hold that. Not overnight. Right. Definitely not. And I'm, I'm curious for you. So you made a comment around like statements. Are there any statements or I guess ways that you've learned to shift your language that helps create more space for intimacy? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much. I mean, there's this whole literature around nonviolent communication. Oh, I love that book. Right? Marshall Rosenberg. Yes. Such a good book. Really Everyone should read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'll give an example from my, from my relationship with my father. Um, him and I worked together for more than a decade. You know, he was the CFO of my company. I was the president K4 Solutions. And he, um, it was a pretty fraught relationship for most of that time. I always felt like he was disappointed in me or unhappy Mm -hmm. with, and I, you know, maybe I was making up stories in my head, but he certainly, he was a very stoic Indian man. And And so anyways, what I used to, when I was, you know, younger, I would have a lot of you statements, you know, and use the word, well, you said this and you did this. And it's like, well, no, no, that was the, one of the first things I overhauled. It's like you turn your you statements into I statements and just speak about yourself. So it was like, I feel this way. I, you know, reacted in, in this way. Or like, I, you know, it's always about whatever your feelings are and nothing about them. And that's one of the main principles that will be extremely powerful if you're not doing that yet to implement. I mean, just the ownership of that. And instead of living in the insecurity or the unknown or the fear of what someone might be thinking or the fear of how they might be feeling and pushing that off onto them and then waiting to see, like, are they going to confirm that they're angry right now or not? Just owning how you feel and making it an I statement. That's a really awesome tip. Yeah. Um, and speaking of my father and, and, you know, what I was going to share as my, as my, my last tip of the day, (laughs) you know, a lot of times we, like with me and my father, I really wanted to connect with him deeper, but didn't really, didn't know how. And, uh, he didn't know how either. (laughs) So we would, we would do things like we would watch movies together during the holidays and things like that. Um, at home on the couch because my dad doesn't like to go anywhere. (laughs) But, um, you know, there was no depth of communication. And that's really important to me. That's one of my love languages. And so I, um, you guys may or may not have heard of this list of questions from uh, Dr. Arthur Aaron. It's called the 36 questions for increasing closeness. And um, it's been written about and talked about a lot. And I um, would say if you're looking to, you know, people love to talk about themselves, especially elders in your family. Like if you just sit down and, and I, this is what I started doing with dad. You know, I remember this one day last year when I went home during the holidays and I literally sat with dad from like 7am. We had tea in the morning together and then coffee and then breakfast. And we sat all day, seven to maybe 4pm talking 
And it was the first time we'd ever done that. And he told me, I just kept asking him questions. He told me all about stories that I had heard discombobulated versions of in the past around his childhood and how he grew up and his first work experiences and some of his favorite memories and some of his early dating before mom that I did not know of. Ooh, (laughs) that sounds juicy. (laughs) And the next day he, and you know, I enjoyed it. I really loved that my dad was sharing with me. The next day, dad said to somebody else in the family, I think it was my mom who was in the kitchen, and he says, wow, Sumi and I sat and talked for seven hours yesterday. It was, it was such a blast. And he literally, Aww. my heart melted when yes. he said it was such a blast. He's, I don't think I've ever heard him say that in his life. And so just knowing how much that meant to him really made it mean so much to me, you know? Yeah. And so I'm excited to go back and do that again. <laughs> yeah. So uh, like you said, there are 36 questions mm-hmm. and we will link these questions in the show notes, but Absolutely. were there any questions that were really pivotal and meaningful that you feel like called your dad out the most? You know, I, these questions are designed so you kind of start more superficial and you slowly get deeper and deeper as the list of 36 goes on. And the idea is so that you reveal something about yourself. So you both answer the question. Um, So, you know, like, so you reveal something about yourself and then they reveal something about themselves. So it feels very even. Yeah. So it's a great list to pull from. It's, It's not a list that I used in this specific story with my dad, um, but I would say if you're looking for a starting point, you know, there are some great questions on that list that I've used with friends and and people in the past and romantic partners, actually, in the past. Um, Like, you know, one of the questions in the middle of the list is something around, is there anything in your life that you've dreamed of doing and, and why haven't you done it, right? So that drops them into their heart and talks about possibility and and then, you know, it ends with with deeper things like um, if you were to die this evening with no opportunity to communicate with anyone, what would you most regret not having told someone? Ooh. You know, so that really like brings you to your mortality. And it's um, it's a cool list. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like having just the opportunity to go deeper is a really powerful way. And again, holding that space um, where both parties may be a little uncomfortable, a little uncertain around how things are going to go, but holding that space, leaving that space is just an amazing way to increase your intimacy. Yeah. And I would say dropping expectations, right? Because it might take a few years of trying these things out with various people for you to feel like, okay, you've you've gotten closer, if you've delved deeper, you feel more intimate. Yeah. Like it's, it's not always going to be overnight. It's Mm -hmm. you, it's usually not going to be overnight. It will take time. And being open to that is something that again, anyone can do just to have that openness in your heart for the relationships that you have in your life, whether it's romantic or platonic and holding that space for more depth to be created. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Well, we hope that you guys try some of these methods out this holiday season and let us know how it goes. Yes. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
you so much for listening to today's show. And don't forget, we still have that really amazing incentive for anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, who is looking for a community with other like-minded women, we want to pamper you. And that's why you have an opportunity to win a spa day at the Four Seasons. So how do you get entered in? Three easy steps. First, make sure you're following this podcast on your podcast app. Press that little follow button. Then write us a short review with a five-star rating. It really helps get the word out to other women who need this content. And then third, share that review. Share your review with us on your Instagram story, but be sure to tag us. It's at Gush Living. We'll pick one lucky winner on January 1st. So go ahead and get entered right now. And we'll see you next time.